Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. What is up, Micah, man? It is up. Everything is up this uh, beautiful <laughs> Friday, e- Monday evening. I'm sorry. See, I don't even know it's Monday from Friday. What's going on? <laughs> it's a beautiful it Monday That's evening, good. man. It's good that it still gets up. Um, we're going to have some fun today, man. Micah, how you been? You've been doing good in your real estate short-term rental journey? Good. Been going good. Got a couple projects I'm working on. Got a new one I'm starting up. And uh, yeah, it's been going good. How about yourself? Oh, hectic as always, man. Like I always say. But it's a passion of love, right? It's a it's a labor of love, as they say. So, and that enough about us, man. This is episode two hundred and sixty-seven of your favorite short-term, mid-term, long-term rental podcast in the world, coming at you from Fort Worth and Arlington, Texas, Micah. Hey, Haas. Day what we got going on today, Steve? It was under hundred degrees today, so we we're happy. Uh, <laughs> we have a special guest, uh, Mister Derek Ajiri, and I said it right because I asked him before the show, "Who's that?" Yeah. The founder of Cleanster.com, the number one short-term rental cleaning app in the world, according to the App Store. And Derek, too. I'm sure he would agree with that. So yeah. we're excited to dive in, man. Uh, it's an honor to have you on. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to get into it. So first question, why short-term rental cleaning? What what brought you into that world? Well, uh, thank you for asking, uh, Stephen. Um and thank you guys for giving us the opportunity to to to, to, to help you um, to speak on your forum. So short-term rental actually started as an accident. I would say an accident in the sense that we started as a home service. Um, but the way we were able to vet cleaners and process the hotel style of cleanings, the idea was that Cleanster was supposed to be like the hotel style cleaning coming to people's houses. And then what we realized is we fought, we had our first big client after our 500 booking. And the client came and said, you guys are doing an amazing job. Your vetting process is spot on. Your, your, your references are spot on. And your ability to execute and make sure the cleaner shows up is also spot on. Why don't you enter the short-term rental space? So he gave us all his 25 units right away. And so then... Gloria and I, my co-founder Gloria, she's in, she's been in the clean, cleaning uh, industry for a while. We start we sat down and said, okay, how do we deal with this? That time we had nothing, no knowledge about the short-term rental space. The the owner was very very kind enough to walk us through the whole process. We were even forced to get our own property management um, uh, property uh, in Mont- in Montreal. That's when we started, and so we had our own, and we also started managing the client's own. The app was built, but it was so scrappy and, and every everything that we were doing was like, okay, we're not going to spend a dime on this project until we figure it out. Um, so Gloria and I sat down, um, we, we, we looked at the process, we looked at the, the volume of bookings. And so then we realized that, okay, these are the things that people pay attention to, but these are the things that cleaners pay attention to. We had to literally have cleaners who knew how to do short-term rentals. We didn't make profit on any of the service that we offered for the first nine months just to understand the market. So that was when we built, alongside with our CTO at all, we built um, Cleanster. So we asked the client, what do you want on the platform? They tell us what they want. We see how they are using the platform, and then we built it in. And the same thing for the cleaners. We started getting the cleaners, understanding the process and the converse- communication they gave us. Some cleaners even went a step further by helping us document things that they needed to, to do on their side. So we actually used that to build the foundation of Cleanster. So again, it's by accident. We started off. And uh, after that, we took another unit. We, we nailed it. We kept doing that. And COVID happened. So we had to pivot into the U.S. Um, technically, we were supposed to actually launch in after three years in U.S. But because COVID happened, we had to jump ship into U.S. And then we started racking up cleaning teams to start off. So that's how Cleanster came about. Yeah. Mm, that's a yeah. great origin story right there, man. 
Thank you. So many different directions. You want to jump in, Micah, before I got answered, I asked one of my thousand questions I wrote down. No, I was thinking he said you guys pivoted during COVID. You know, it's actually funny that COVID forced you to jump ship and keep your business alive by going to another country. I love how you guys did that, man. It's, it, it, you know, it's going to, what, what do I think Steve says it all time, all the time, but uh, it's either going to, I don't know, it's the, the, the pandemic either make you or break you, man. Cause yeah, yeah. you guys made you guys. Hey, let's go get it. I love yeah. It. Is it a survival or you die? So we have, we have to go <laughs> the way of survival. So us and Dallas was the only open um, city that we love to, to, to start off with. And one of our investors was actually in Dallas. The other was in Austin. But we, we figured Dallas would be the best choice because that investor in Dallas had properties there already. So he gave us the opportunity. And so, yeah, um, we came in. We partnered with some huge players in Dallas. And then we started racking up cleaners. And that was when we, we noticed that the business actually works more in the U.S. than in Canada. Yeah. Really? One thing that, that okay. stood... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Steve. <laughs> so one thing that stood out to me, man, well, it was something powerful you said. Uh, you you said for nine months you didn't you didn't make a penny off this thing because no. you wanted to learn how how it works and so you sacrificed money for knowledge. Now a lot of people won't do that, you know. A lot of people, maybe me included, maybe me and Micah, we're like, yeah, we got we need them, we need that money. Show me the money. But um, mm-hmm. but to be to sacrifice for one month, that's that's asking something. But nine months, but yeah. just to gain all that knowledge. I'm starting to see the power in that to myself and my own business, because I will take on a property that might not, you know, be, you know, the best income producing property, but I see potential there and I see something that could lead us to something bigger. So I'll take on something knowing that I probably won't make the most amount, but I'm going to learn a whole buttload. So that was really powerful. Why were you so patient and able to sacrifice money for knowledge? Yeah, so the reason why we did that was Gloria understood the cleaning space. I understood the property management space, but I didn't really understand it well. I mean, sometimes you need people who have the knowledge. And this guy that gave us the opportunity gave us 25 units. How did he start from one to 25? And so that is when we said, listen, we're just going to be a pass-through cost. We're not going to Anything that the cleaner you pay, you pay directly to the cleaner. We're just going to assess it, inspect the unit, see how things are being done in the management of your unit. And so Gloria and I, I mean, we started off. And when we started, we actually even went the further off to clean ourselves. And everybody in the founding team cleaned in Cleanster. Mm -hmm. So we understood that and we learned a lot from him. So then we said, okay, this is a lucrative business. Let's have our own. So then we started having our own as well. So it's very good to have, when you're starting a business, you have to first understand if you're spending money, that is going to give you a return on investment. In our case, nine months seems to be longer, but that was when we actually built the product gradually whilst we were learning. So it was a cost to us, but a real good investment for all three of the team members that started with it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'll go go ahead. No, your turn. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to ask, so Cleanster, because I'm, I'm on the website. So basically, how does it work? Like, it's an app. So how, how does it work? Like, uh, would Turnover BNB be one of your competitors? Uh, they are the, the number one competitor on Cleanster's radar. Okay. Um, but the differentiator between us and Turnover BNB is that um, Turnover BNB tends to give the the constraint on the supply side and let them do work on bidding task while we negotiate both demand and supply and give them a price that both parties enjoy. And if you get the price, it doesn't change. It stays the exact same thing. So the same way for the cleaners, they've seen the price that they want, they accept it, and then the connection happens. Um, that's the main difference between us and Turnover BNB. The other differentiator is Turnover BNB makes a SaaS model with marketplaces. But we separate the SaaS model and the marketplace. Um, we started off as a marketplace. And so we are very strong at the marketplace. Turno started off at a um, um, SaaS model. And so they have more strength in that. So when it comes to the quality control, when it comes to the um, background check, vetting process, 
Cleanster has the upper hand on that because now Turner is now learning that part and now adding things on there. So that's a key differentiator between us and Turner. The other thing is Turner has more connections. They've been in the business for seven years, like partners and whatnot in terms of connecting with other PMS, but we are catching up as we go. So that's the key differentiator for us. But everything else that you see on Turner, Cleanster already offers it. And we offer, the only difference is that we offer the pricing that every both party loves and then the connection happens versus going through a lot of bids, negotiating with them. Um, some interviews, cleaners are great. A cleaner can tell you everything to get a deal. But yeah. in all honesty, your cleaning is what will judge your service. And so that's what makes us different. We vet them, make sure that we give them the location to go clean. After that, we open the floodgate for them. So you actually get the best service. So that's the Oh, so basically there's there's you know, they, anyone can't just sign up and be on Cleanster. You got to sign up and go through a pro. Ah, okay. I love that. I love that because we've talked about that before with other platforms that, that can lead to. But let me ask yeah. you: what is what do you mean by SaaS model for people that don't so, know? So SaaS model means that just running the software as a service, and so you want to just run it um, whilst others charge. Like uh, for example, we charge um, six ninety nine per unit, and Turner charges eight uh, per unit. So it's basically the software management. And we've seen that clients love what we built because it, it requires, it, it actually has the quality control features they are looking for. The first thing is your cleanup usually comes to your property every time. So they they, they have photos of the past jobs. Um, the other part is that the competitor doesn't allow you to, up, allows, sorry, the competitor allows you to upload any photo while we allow you to upload photos that are 12, hours old. We have a technology that reads your, your photos and capture it. So your cleaner cannot upload any photos in the past. And so mm. everything that you're getting from us is quality. And we allow you to upload up to a hundred photos in one time. You don't have to upload seven at a time. And uh, so those are the things that helps the cleaner. We've made it easier for the cleaner side. Um, Jobber actually put us as part of the people, the client, the company that actually has done cleaning very well so cleaners cleaners love our service so if you go into our cleaners review you see we have 1500 cleaners reviewing our app store on the cleanster pro app and you'll be able to see that we do it better than the competitor yeah wow yeah what mm -hmm. about what about do y'all allow video at all or just pictures right now videos we allow video okay so maybe i, I have to talk a little bit about that we allow videos we allow uh, um, photos. You can send audio message like your WhatsApp. Um, you can actually translate. When you send your checklist in English and the cleaner speaks Spanish or any other language, they just hit the translation button and every single thing on your checklist auto translates. <laughs> nice. In your notes, when you go into your notes, your save notes and everything, the cleaner just hit the translation. It translates everything. And now we in, we just launched something called Cleanster Bot. We've done this for a long time. So we actually built a robot that actually walks the cleaner through things that usually they miss. So in the messaging, you have Cleanster Bot in there that will message them of the property information, uh, cleaning process, what you are required to be done and whatnot. So it alleviates you from even messaging the cleaners back and forth. Yeah. Uh one thing, because we could go, uh, we have so many questions about cleaning, because that's like the number one thing in our business, the most frustrating part, you know, uh, the thing we need to get the most right because people come to a place they want it spotless, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, so many questions to ask about that. W one of one of the questions that that stands out is, is okay. For example, turnover BNB. We're on turnover BNB. We've been using it forever because that's like the that's been around forever, right? And so here's here's what always funny to me about turnover BNB. A cleaner will show up and clean whenever they show up and clean, whatever, and they get the cleaning done. And then um, they they can actually go to the app and say, uh, so and so Maria started cleaning. And then like one second later, Maria finished cleaning. You know, they could do that, and it allows them to do that. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I, I don't know when they arrived, unless you're you know having your people look at the cameras and. I don't know when they left, but I just know that they could in the same like one second they could go. I started cleaning, I finished cleaning, and then that that gives them the payout, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
so that's a that's a weird thing. I don't know if your app is the same way, and I know yeah. you're gonna say it ain't. That's good. So, another, so what we do? What we did? Was, <laughs> sorry to cut you off. What we no, did? Yeah, was, just like your Uber Eats, you see your rider coming. Oh. Okay? we added that feature in there, and your cleaner Ooh. cannot tap cannot tap arrive to get the information without getting a hundred meters off your location. Uh-huh. So if they tap arrive, it means they've arrived. Nice. Okay. Mm. That's so game that's something. And then the good part is you can actually, if your guest says, oh, I need to check out late. You see the screenshot. You see the time that the cleaner might arrive. You can actually take a screenshot and say to the guest and say, hey, it might be here. The cleaner will be here in the next 35 minutes or something like that. So that's what we incorporated. The first thing was to look at the Uber style of thinking, location, geolocation. So we incorporated in our system to make sure that we deal with that. And the second thing is we hired 1099 cleaners whilst Terno does it on businesses. So sometimes the business manager can just go pum, 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 pum without checking what's given out mm-hmm. because he wasn't the one executing the job. It's mm-hmm. someone else. But this one, the person is responsible, the person is taking control and the person has accepted to make sure that your property is clean right. Yeah. Mm. Now I have a question, man, because I'm, I'm excited about that. I, li- I like a lot of the features you guys offer because, yeah, one of the things Steve said, yeah, that's one of the pain points. What oh. cities are you guys in? Right now, we um, we are in um, all of Texas. We are in all of Florida now. And we're going to California and then we're going to New York. Um, in Montreal, we are all in Quebec. Um, we also have Toronto. We just launched Toronto last two months. And we have bits of such soft launch in Calgary. In overall, Canada and US, we have about 77,000 cleaners mm-hmm. on our platform as of today. Yeah. So I do have like places in like smaller towns. What are you guys looking for when you're looking to expand to a new city? I noticed uh, size, of course, is one of them. I can tell New York, California, Texas. So what, what are you guys all looking for when you're looking to go to a new city? First of all, when we, what we look for is basically how much supply we have in our database because most of these cleaners refer themselves, so we have a saturation of cleaners. If we have enough supplies in that location, if the supply crosses 300 in a location, then we'll be able to open that location softly. But if we don't have more than 300 cleaners, we don't open that location. So typically that's how we we launch in a location. But to be strategic on that, we typically look at um, partners like AirDNA to get all the data as in how much the frequency. While you guys are looking at revenue, we are looking at how the turn happens because that's how we make money. If you go to a place where they have a long-term stay or mid-term stay, it's good, but that means you need to have more customers to get that versus um, places that people just come for parties and something or just comes in within a week, you clean the place uh-huh. twice. That's always lucrative for us. So that's how we look at a city to launch. And yeah. Now, another thing, another issue was sometimes they wouldn't send pictures or they, you know, especially video that they never do that, but the, sometimes they wouldn't, Oh, we don't have time. We left, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I was like, is there a way, and I told my VA's research turnover BB, is there a way we can like not pay them until those pictures are uploaded? And I don't think there is a way. What about with y'all? Are, are, do they get paid, you know, no. only if they send the pictures? No. So typically what we do is more managed service. So online turnover, they just give you and then figure it out. We give you a money service. If the cleaner that comes to your property uploads the photos and they are leaving and they try to close the job and you res- you said you need a photo required, they cannot close the job. Mm. And when they close the job and they put in those um, fingers, uh, finger crossing the image and just uploading anything else, our, our team at the back office would flag it, have someone else come and inspect it and make sure it's done right. Nice. So this is how we check it. And so when, when it comes to quality, we really zoning in. We prefer quality over quantity. And so we take our time to do it right so that when it's time for us to push further, we're able to do it. So we take our time. So let's say we have clients that come in and say, okay, out of 100 cleaning, we have one particular cleaner that will be like, I don't want to do this. I just want to make some money and 
get it out. But then our system really flags it. We really have a way of flagging photos because the team at the back office really vet these cleaners. If they don't have more than 50 jobs, we don't leave them for the floodgate because anytime they have more than 50 jobs, they are more disciplined and they understand the top process of the business than when they have less than 50 jobs. Wow. That's a game changer right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're comparing you to Turno, and it's going to be happening a lot this show. I'm sorry, because that's the only one that we really know. Um, yeah. A rating system. Do you have a rating system? Yeah, we have a rating system and a tipping system. So you can rate your cleaner and tip your cleaner. Um, if they are if they are good, when you read them as your favorite, they become your primary cleaner. So every single time you use them, we give you that, and you can actually put your primary and backup up to a hundred primary and backup cleaners. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Somebody now, go clean. <laughs> now do, do us hosts get rated too? Like in the Uber? Hey, this guy don't tip, man. What's up with exactly. that? Exactly. So hosts, hosts also get rated. But what we do is after both parties done, we do send an anonymous message for both parties and tell us how we did, okay, as a platform on their own. So the cleaners will come and tell us what they, they, they went through and the client will come and tell us. So this is what helps us build the educational process. <clears throat> so some client will say, okay, why am I not getting this particular cleaner? I love that cleaner. But then we'll sit down and review everything and say the cleaner might not be available. It might not be true that the cleaner is not available. Maybe the cleaner was uncomfortable at the first time of the, um, the property. So the cleaner has already told us, and that's where we gather enough information. So all the other information is all confidential on both parties. We just make sure that both parties are happy. And so if your service was not done right, we either refund you full or we come and re-clean it for you, or we come in and make sure that the quality is done right at the beginning. And so on the cleaner side too, we pay them every night. The reason why Cleanster is powerful is that we don't hold their money for seven days. We pay them every night. We build the system in there. 9 p.m. Eastern time, they get their money. Yeah. Mm, I love that because there are some good cleaners out there, but they want that Zelle money, man. They want that, that hit. Yeah. yeah, that's like the that's the uh what is it, the DoorDash model. That's the true app model. I love that. Okay. And um, then one more thing. Good. We allow cleaners when you pay cleaners expenses, like let's say you want them to buy toilet paper and whatnot. We have an expense button for you to actually pay cleaners for the expense. Oh my god. See, I, that's one thing that we've been pulling our hair out about because there's you can't do that turnover. Sorry, we're bashing Turno. We love you guys because, you know, you got us all started. But I'm like, we have, we're over here paying cleaners outside of the app, you know, which mm -hmm. makes everything just a freaking mess when it comes to accounting. And, yeah. and, and, and you're sending it through, oh, send it to me, Zelle. Send it to me, Cash App. Send it to me. The, oh, God, it's such a headache. But I was like, there's no way to just pay them through Turno. No, there's no way. So I guess another, you guys. Another, another one more thing to add on. If your cleaner gets to the unit and you usually pay them, you pay them $80. And let's say the cleaner go in there and there's a party and you want extra time. You're not doing a create another booking. You can actually add hours on the platform. You can add and take out hours as you want. So you can just have everything. And after that, you can share the link with Airbnb or booking.com. As a, if you have a report on that, they look at the photo with the stamp and everything and they will be able to... <laughs> Yeah, so that we really talked through the whole process of actually people doing this. So that's the difference between us. We took our time to understand the market in both angles. Yeah, mm, I love that so much. I love that. That's dope. I'm loving that. Now, now you see, you did you mentioned hourly, and is that is it possible to pay cleaners hourly through your app? Yes, <laughs> Mike. Micah wants the hourly man. He always talks about yeah. that. Hourly, people usually come and say, I want to do a fixed project, but I always say fixed is not really good. Hourly is more better, in my opinion, because typically you, you give the cleaner a, a, a timestamp to finish something on time. Sometimes they want to speed up things and do it right, but they also know if they go over, they can come to you to have some conversation. Because if you some cleaner will just leave your property, like... If you've had a problem with them, you just come in and say, okay, there was a party here and you have a check-in coming at 4 p.m. The cleaner will look at you and say, listen, 
I'm leaving because this is not a two-hour job. And so <laughs> how do you solve that problem? So that's why we put that system in where you can add time, add expenses, make sure the cleaner is happy. Because if the cleaner is happy, your business grows better. You don't, you don't think about the cost when the cleaner is happy. Yeah. Man, mm. I love that. Love that too. And, and what kind of what kind of percentage do you take from the cleaners? We take twenty percent. Oh, so, it seems yeah. high. It sounds high. Yeah. So we take twenty percent. The reason being that we eat the background check. So the other parties don't take the background check, and we have to do it every year. We have to eat that, and we also pay out without charging the cleaner. So the cleaner, every time we charge, we take that $2 and pay because of the instant pay. We eat all those costs. So technically, it brings it down for us to charge about 12%, which is the actual amount that we are making. So the reason why we're charging high is because to make sure this is facilitated better. Yeah. And why why are they cool with that when turnovers is a lot lower? Um, The first thing is, one, they get paid on time. Two, their rate also increases. So it's not just going to be 12%. So we've had cleaners, if you cross 100 jobs, you get a dollar added on per hour. The client doesn't get any increase. So at some point, we will be charging 5%. So based on your performance, you are able to make more money and we get less commission. So it's just... What we've done is basically build a trust within the system so that when someone comes and they have 500, um, um, what do you call it, bookings under their belt, it tells you that we've already paid them $4 extra. So when you do that $4, it even brings our rates so down to almost 6 7%. So eventually, the idea here is to charge just about 5%. That's the whole thing here. But when someone comes in the first time, the risk level is very high and you might end up refunding people. You might insurance also, we cover the cleaners. All the cleaners don't pay insurance on our platform. They don't have to do any other insurance. We cover them with insurance. We have intact insurance that covers them with accident and death insurance. And we also have our insurance, that liberty insurance that also covers the, the owners on the property of up to 2 million. So we are paying for all of these. And so we are alleviating that problem so that 1099 cleaners can come in, register, go through the vetting process and start working. So that's the difference between us and Turner. Turner, on the other hand, will just allow you to pay $15, ask you to bring in, put, get your certification by doing something and paying something. These guys, these cleaners are suffering already. Some people just want money. And they have a good work to do. So why give them so much cost to actually get there? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I love that you guys are basically, you're incentivizing the cleaners. You're basically taking their paid, you know, your commission out by mm-hmm. incentivizing them to be a good cleaner. Exactly. I love that because, you know, other platforms, you know, they do, you have to kind of rate them. And then, you know, people's rating scales are different and it just kind of turns into a mess <laughs> instead of you guys kind of controlling like, this is a good one. This is a good one. I love that. And so, by, by the way, people in Dallas, sign up for Cleanster if you're a cleaner. That sounds like a good plug. We have, I think Dallas, we have 1,250 cleaners so far in Dallas alone. Um, the reason being, when we launched, um, we started off very well, and they loved it. And they liked the fact that they're able to take their own time. And one thing is that whenever you pay your cleaners expense to do something, some of them will come to us privately and say, we don't have the money. So they text us. We have a hotline that cleaners text us. And then we pre-fund the money for them, for them to actually buy your expense for you. So no awkward conversations at all. So we (laughs) really, really are the true when it comes to marketplace. So, yeah. It's funny. It made me. It makes because we asked you why would they allow you know twenty percent to come out, and and you explained it great. You know, it it goes further down the more cleaners they do, the greater job they do. But but to me, I was like, I bet the number one choice, and let's keep it real. I, I go back to the marshmallow test. You heard of the marshmallow test with two kids, the, the two little or the kids that you know they put one marshmallow in front of them and said, "We're going to leave the room," 
mm-hmm. for 10 minutes. And if you if you don't eat it, we're going to give you two marshmallows. And most of the kids, they, they can't wait. They need it now. They eat it, right? So they don't get the two marshmallows. And I think most people are like that. They, they want to get paid immediately. Even if you're going to take 20% from their money, they still want it immediately. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's basically how our business model works. But um, eventually, when we raise enough VC money, that is when we'll go the Terno route because Terno is really funding their business with VC money. That's why mm. it's cheaper now. But when it gets to that point where they cannot raise funds, they will start to hike prices because you can't have so many employees just spending money on 10% and not enough volume. It doesn't make business sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Wow. Wow. Um, So building an app, that that must have been pretty easy, right? Uh, Okay. This is actually my fourth project. I'm I'm actually, I I like building apps. My CTO and myself, we've worked together for almost 12 years. And this is not my first platform. I built a a P2P um, telephone transfer um, paying each telephone number. It was more like a PayPal, but for telephone. Um, It was called Zero Pay. I sold it out to um, a company in Nigeria. Um, I also built Fast Cash. I was going to ask you, you, you're from Nigeria. No, I'm actually not. I'm actually Ghanaian. Ghana. Ah. Nigeria. Ghana. (laughs) But but everybody sees me and like the way I'm hot, I get things done. It's like, are you Nigerian? Like, Yeah. yeah. You, you, you gotta get that Nigeria blood in you because you pay everything cash, right? Right, exactly. Michael, pay cash. <laughs> they think you're evil, man, huh? Yeah. So yeah, I did. I did. I did do. Um, I did build actually four projects, and then the last one before I built this was called Ace Buy. It was actually to to um 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 and be a competitor for um what do you call it app work and the reason why i didn't go the bidding route was because ace buy was built like that ace buy was built that the client will post a job and the, and the team will just um, bid 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 and in the end we realized that if the project is not huge enough cleaners or the team or the whoever is managing it will tend not to bid anymore so if they, we had riders that came in, they would do a quick job for fifty dollars, and they're like, "I don't want to, I don't want to bid for a fifty dollar job." Or they'll have um, developers that were doing maybe a thousand five hundred. That's worth having a secretary to sit down and do all of those things. But if you're doing a cleaning job and you have to bid for something under fifty dollars or hundred dollars or something like that, you can't hire a secretary to do that. It's like you're eating into your profit, so it becomes very, very expensive real quickly. So that's why that Ace by project, it really helped us understand the fact that the bidding system, if you don't have a large product project, it doesn't work in the long run. Yeah. So I like yeah. that, man. I like that. That's and, and this brings me to and I and I heard uh, some, some guys on this on the podcast the other day. I listen to an entrepreneur uh, podcast and, and it inspires me. But like they said, investing in people might be the the wave of the future and you know buying stock in somebody that you see potential in and i was like man i did i'd buy stock in Derek right now because because they said here's the thing you know you invest them for the long run because you see some potential and not to the point and you, and you kind of help you can help them coach them you can help talk to them and, and and too because a lot of people will go all in on the first project and if they fail they're not even they're not gonna do nothing no more but yeah. a true entrepreneur will fail and fail and fail and learn every time and, and it leads them to that big project. Yeah. Yeah. It really helped. What we learned here, my my knowledge in the financial platforms, building that platform with the speed of payment helped our payment system and payout system. And then my knowledge in the part where it comes to the bidding and the management system and operating the either the Uber style or the Upwork style, we figured that the reason why Uber style works better is because people don't have time to bid. Imagine if someone is requesting for a ride and you have to bid for $50. It doesn't make sense. So it's the exact same thing. People want instant gratification. And so instant gratification requires that the person comes in, ching, everything is, everybody is happy business started off so that is the model that really works better than a bidding project but app work for some reason they figured it out and so what they are doing is they they really take large projects and you're focusing more on the web developer side 
And so that's how they are making their money. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Nice. So how how much does it cost to build an app like like yours, man? <laughs> um, so far we the total cost of our asset is currently the software alone was around nine hundred and fifty thousand. We're oh getting twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, so it cost us a lot um just to get that done. And we had some huge investors like Morgan Stanley on our cap table. We have uh, Zemo Capital and we have Sputnik um, um, joining us. And then we had um, angel investors, one angel investor in Canada, Tim, um, Dominic. And then we, we really have people who are supporting us. So when we started this, we were like, you guys are very scrappy, but what you're building is really unique. Um, and you see, seem to be listening to the clients more and more. So mm -hmm. every single month, if you go to our app store, you see that almost every week there's a new release. And so we are really spot on. And the funny thing is we don't have 150 employees. We're just under 20. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's that simple because the team that I've worked with, the development team, I've worked with them for almost seven years. And so when I start with one, they know it's two, three, four. And so the rhythm is always there and everybody knows what part to play. And so that's how we're able to build better than any other person. Yeah. Mm. Man, it sounds like you, man, you've done a lot. You've been in software. You, you've done it all, man. You've been, you even have Airbnbs now. Yeah. Now, do you do you still have Airbnbs or how does that work? I still have Airbnbs. I have um, three of them. One I own, the two I do arbitrage. Um, but yeah. Okay. And then like are those all managed through Cleanster? Yeah. Automatically. Okay. Uh, the funny thing is, I don't do any when I connected my PMS and I put the property information and I set everything for success. All that I used to do was when a guest complains that okay. This was not done right, then I added to my checklist and request for photo. This was not done right, I added to my checklist and I request for photo. That was it. Oh. And then after a while, the only thing I asked for in my in my auto, I added in the in the cleanster bar. That's why I actually introduced the cleanster bar. I asked, do you check for supplies and make sure that we have enough supplies? And then we added in the box, is the place smelling good? Is the place um 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 is the laundry um, in the laundry machine empty empty? Um we we've added a few things that really resonate with property managers. Is the door locked? Um did the TV turn on? Did this do this? All these questions is very, very important for us. So that's why I'm building the whole thing based on my feedback as a property manager and able to be a one property manager that can manage it all without having to hire anybody else. Yeah. I love that. That's why it's easier for you to use some of your clients because you have the same pain point. So it's, you're staying close to the fire. I love that. Okay. <laughs> so, so this cleanster bot, because I'm loving this because it sounds a little bit like AI. Is yeah. that, how, is that kind of how it works? No, we actually built it with if and what. Okay. okay. So that's what we built it with. The reason being that we tried to, to use chat GTP, but what was happening was with the if and but, it usually goes into our app with the data and also goes outside the world and bring outside data in there. Mm. And we didn't have control over that. But eventually we're actually doing a little bit of things like when you want to build a checklist and you're having your cleaners are creating problems after the job is complete, what we are trying to do is actually create a checklist and send you a copy for approval because based on the conversation that you had, these are the things that are missing on your checklist, but it's going to take some time, you know? So everything that we're doing, we're focusing more on the simplicity and ease of the property manager having one operation agent to be have to have one app that will be able to communicate with every single thing, so that is what we're doing right now, and um, it's 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 challenging because it's a it's a very large machine learning, and to bring them into the zone of actually property management, especially in operations, um, you got to do a lot. Yeah. Mm, why don't you create your own PMP PMS? No, it's too <laughs> much for me. Um, 
I, I think the PMS market is is amazing, but it's too much for me. Um, I can't I can't get into it. Plus, I have some good people who are already doing the PMS. Uh, so I don't. Who, wanna... who do you use? Who do you use? I I can't say. You can't say who your PMP or PMS whatever. I I. I... You that I do have, right? No, I do have. I do have okay. one that I'm working gotcha. with. Um, but I can't say because it might hit others, you know. Um, oh, okay. Off the air, we'll ask you. Yeah, <laughs> off the air. Yeah, like... <laughs> I'm always looking yeah. for a good one, man. I'm always looking for a good one. PMS systems that I've seen is if you have a PMS system that does it all, it's good, but it's also an, a disadvantage. They have to specialize. And that's where I see the, the value. If you're a PMS system and you do it all, specialization is, is very required, in my opinion. Um, like communication has to be spot on because that's the main pain point because you're building a channel manager. That has to work. Everything else is a, it's a, it's, it's, it's an icing on the cake. Yeah. So I might ask a question. It's kind of rhetorical. Mm-hmm. Are you looking to partner with the PMP right now? Uh, which one, PMS? Or PMS. Are you looking to partner with one? We are connected. We actually, we have all the PMS, including Airbnb. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know we you were, connected. We, we're connected with everything. All the PMS. We we have Hospitable. We have HostAway. We have Guesty. Ah, have... okay. That's why I don't want to say. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. No, I didn't know that. So I'm, now I'm about to be looking for you guys. I'll be looking. Yeah, for we we connected before before our competitor announced that they were connected with Airbnb. We were already connected on our side through our facil- one of our partners in PMS. Yeah, so we already had the connection before they even announced this. Uh, are you guys connected with Hostfully? Hostfully, yes. Okay, cool. Check you guys out. And he said, he said hospitable. I'm using hospitable. So yes. And, and and I and me and Mike can talk about it. You know, I, I use it. I, I kind of inherited it in my business. And it's just so it's so slow, man. It's so slow. And I and, and Mike mentions it's growing pains because they be they came from they were for messaging. They were built for messaging, yeah. and then they transitioned into being a full a full blown PMP or PMS, yeah. whatever whoever, yeah. whatever you want to call it property yeah. management platform or software um and, and so with that comes the growing pains and, and we have over 50 properties so it's it just it's just it's just slow man and then when you're working with vas and in other countries it's even slower for them you know what i'm saying wow yeah i, I think i think most of this these pmss if you are able i mean if you want me to connect you to peer i know peer personally i will be able to listen to your pain um yes um, please yeah, if you have any concern, I would I would reach out to Pierre right away. He's a very very nice guy. I typically don't like to choose any PMS um, because I know all of them. Um, um, what do you call it? Um, hopefully, I know the the founder. Um, a very very nice person. Um, Margo, right? Yeah, Margo. Yeah, she's actually on my LinkedIn. We connected. Very, very nice lady. Um, I like the vibes. Our co-founder and CEO is actually a lady. I'm supportive for women founders. So I I really stand for that. Um, so yeah, um I do I do not en- encourage moving from one PMS to the other because all of them have their 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 strengths and their weaknesses. If you find one that is working and makes your life easier, you just talk to the property, you just talk to the support team or give them your pain point. And if you have problem, just reach out to me. I'll be able to connect you to any of them. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a great show, man. I- I'm so happy you hopped on. And, and it's so cool. Um, you created something because you were you were doing it yourself and, and-, and you you learned what-, what needed what it needed to be, you know, you- you- from the inside out. And that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Not not somebody that's never, you know, been in the business and decided to make an app, but but you learned it by being hands-on, cleaning cleaning yourself cleaning toilets scrubbing things man and, and saying this is how you know this is the way to build the app and, and so i tell so you a funny story you know i used to i used to call myself frank as an alias on the cleaner side <laughs> when we started we didn't have a lot of cleaners and the demand was getting so rough gloria was also called like mamiya in the in the app we actually 
um, did do some service. We went there. We actually cleaned ourselves. We actually did clean. And I, I think I learned something from Brian Chesky being the photographer in uh, Airbnb. So I'm like, hey, screw <laughs> it. There's even a video of me talking in the, in the, what do you call it? In the mirror saying we're going to be a billion dollar company. Conversions, <laughs> I love yeah, it. It was like, I would not be doing this. I'm, my profession is actually an accountant. I've done with my, I'm an accountant by profession. Um, but I'm mostly in the foundation accountant. You come to me and you're starting your business. I build a foundation. So yeah, mm. that is, that is um, what what I loved. I did do a lot of service, but yeah, I went into this wholeheartedly with my co-founder. We're like, it's a do or die. Let's get it done and let's get it right. You know? Yeah. Hey, reminds me. What you're willing to do in your business's valleys is how high that your business will peak. So if you're willing to do that and go in the valley when you guys are just starting to go clean, you guys will peak, you know. You know, Steve, yeah. I had to pull him out of the bathroom though. He kept staying in there. I was like, man, you gotta quit cleaning the bathroom, man. You gotta get it clean. I had to like drag him feet scratching. He wanted to keep cleaning that toilet. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a case, we had a big case where the client's toilet just flooded out and they were like looking for cleaners and no cleaner, every cleaner that went there was declining. So I'm like, screw this. Let me put on some gloss. So I went there, aka Frank, and I made sure the place was cleaned. You know, wow. so it was it was more of a hustle. Um yeah, I I did I did a lot and I learned a lot and I'm still learning. And um, when we go to cities, sometimes I just want to to do it. I'm, I'm intended to go in as a cleaner. And then my co-founder, Gloria, is like, we've passed that level. Stop doing that, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's funny you used to say that, though. You, you gave yourself an alias, Frank. Uh, yeah. and, and I would, you know, even after the, he pulled me away from the, uh, Michael pulled me away from the toilets, man. Stop cleaning the toilets, bro. <laughs> I was helping my wife, damn it. She wanted to clean and make some extra money, and I, which means I had to go help. So, yeah. so anyways... So anyways, after that happened, then like things will come up like it's like a toilet clogged toilet or whatever, whatever, you know, a maintenance thing. And then I'd be like, you know, I'd tell them, hey, OK, I'm going to send the maintenance man out there, you know, sending him a message. We'll send mm-hmm. a maintenance man out there right away. Boom, boom, boom. I was the maintenance guy. So I show up. I didn't want them to know I'm the founder of the company. <laughs> so I'm over there unclogging a toilet or fixing a whatever needs to be fixed, you know. But I did just I didn't want that I didn't want to be known as then I might have got a bunch of questions. Oh, so you're the you're the owner of no well this and this and this and I didn't want to hear all that. Hey, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll go tell the I'll go tell the owner, man. I, I'm exactly not, I'm just exactly. a maintenance guy. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very important that when you're starting a business. You start off and you're like, we were, we we're getting it. COVID wasn't there. It was growing very fast and we didn't have a lot of team. So it's like, Laura's like, yeah, let's do this. But yeah. And then we said, okay, if we do this, are we going as founders? Or are we going as clients? So that was when the conversation started. So yeah, um, we learned a lot on the field and we, we did do a good job. Yeah. Get your hands dirty. Yeah. <laughs> we have a podcast actually called Don't Be Dirty. So, <laughs> oh, we, gotta listen to you guys. Yeah. we got one. We got a podcast called Doobie Dirty. Doobie Dirty. Oh, <laughs> <Just> get... <laughs> we get dirty on this show. We get into it, man. So, <laughs> so I'd like to appreciate you hopping on, man. And yeah. I guess where can people find you? I know cleanster.com. Yeah. Um, so, you can go to cleanster.com slash LP. I think that's the page for, and um, what do you call it? Um, and property managers, because we still have a chunk of our home service clients. So when you go to the main website, you're not going to have the effect as just going slash LP. And you'll be able to see our landing page for short-term rentals, dedicated for short-term rentals and cleaners. Mm. Hey, if you want to be a cleaner out there listening to this show, make some extra extra money so you can yeah. save up for your first um, arbitrage, yeah, yeah. hit up Cleanster, man. Go make that money. Yeah. Get that same good, day pay. Good the good thing for cleaners is we don't penalize cleaners. We don't. If the cleaner makes a mistake, we take care of the cleaner. Because after 50 cleaning, they have a bad day and they are not able to execute mm. on one day. That doesn't mean you should charge the cleaner. So this is why, uh, again, it comes back to the commission. The peace of mind for the cleaners knowing that they are going to get paid at the end of the night. And we making sure that your place is spotless in case something happened and you're not happy. We pay for it. 
So the cleaners are not penalized on ourselves. So that's one of the things that really cleaners love about us. Yeah. I see, I see, I see, you know, I don't know. I get all these stories in my head, but like a cleaner, a lot of them, sometimes, you know, they bring their son along or their daughter to come, you know, teenage daughter to help them clean and stuff like that. And I could just picture that, man. Hey, Hey mama, I want this, you know, can you, Hey, you want that? Uh, it's going to be four cleaners today. Let's go. Let's go hit it. And you get the money and in the night you can get that thing. I like, I mean, damn, that's powerful right there. Come on, let's go. Let's go get that money. Yeah. It's, it's, and we've, we've seen a lot of companies come to us and say, we love the way your platform is cleaning companies come to us and they want to use our platform. So we do have cleaning companies that reach out to us with multiple properties, mostly in California area. So we've had that um, experience that cleaning companies come to us and love the platform, but we've not had any problem when it comes to our quality control measures so far. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's been an enlightening show about cleaning, man. Yeah. And, and it's the most important thing about Airbnb is you're getting it clean. Yeah. yeah and I will definitely be reaching out. Um, definitely you be should. reaching out. You should. Um, yeah, we, we again, we will hit you off very, very nicely. And the team actually works with you. So what we do is we do a lot of hand-holding at the beginning. So when we set you up, we'll ask you, do you have a checklist? Do you want us to migrate it for you? Do you want everything to be done? We take you. We take care of you. You just have to just connect your PMS or anything or Airbnb directly. And then we will do the re- research. When I clean you, the first one month, we connect you with our billing at cleanstore.com, which is the support team. They will help with the communication, see what is working, and then add on to your checklist. And after one month, we let you run yourself. Typically, clients stay with us for almost 12 months before they leave. And when they leave, it's either they've lost their unit or they are going into a different business or going to the hotel style business. And um, some of them would want to have Owners, some owners don't want to use 1099, especially when it's hotel. Um, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, cool, man. Thank you so much for hopping on, Derek. And we look forward to talking to you again and talking to you off air. We want some more answers, man. We want answers. Thanks, uh, Stephen and Mike. <laughs> yeah. Where can people find you in your app? Um, go to cleanster.com slash LP or just cleanster.com. And then click sign up. When you click sign up, the same thing that you're looking for, you get the same magic. We ask you, do you want to manage your cleaner or do you want to use Cleanster's cleaners? So then that's it. Intriguing. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Live, let thrive at gmail.com. Live, let thrive.com. All that fun stuff. We will see you next week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, live, let thrive. And we are out. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.